final days. DJ Premier, that's my homie, that's my idol. On the road to success, but y'all idol. Six on the beat, rap pack, motherfucker, let's go. Here we go, let's get it on. All I need is one mic, one pen, one pace to ignite. Subject matter heavy, but the flow is MC light. You mad as fuck, all you see is red like a conservative. All the critics do is talk, I'm really not concerned with it. Hell is high, and we can make your residency permanent. Several shots, they tying up your body with a tourniquet. Let Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again at... 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast <clears throat> on the entire internet. Really excited to get into a little bit of sports, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball as well. Here to talk about kind of this weird infatuation that I think people have with Justin Herbert and how people for some weird reason think that he's better than Joe Burrow and also Josh Allen like that's it's also like so weird how many people think that like Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes but we'll talk about it uh first we'll talk about the NBA finals and the NBA excuse me conference finals Going very, very well for me in my prediction, specifically the Western Conference Finals. Said Golden State was probably going to sweep Dallas, and I was kind of like a little bit shaky on it. I was like, uh, it, it's kind of weird to see a sweep in a Conference Finals, unless LeBron is playing in the East. Uh, then that's, I mean, that's just normal. But no, Mavs are now down three games to zero, and uh, looks like I'm about to be right about that tomorrow. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Right here, 24's podcast. God. What an awesome song. Vinyl Days, the title track off of Logic's newest album, Vinyl Days. It's supposed to come out, I think, June 17th. It's when he posted it. It's an awesome song, Vinyl Days. I'll say this, and I think we're going to, for Friday's Music Matters, we're not really going to listen to... Excuse me. Hold on. Excuse me. I had to, like, clear my throat and burp. But we're not going to like, I I think this year, or not this year, but this coming Friday, we're going to listen to some of the singles and things of that nature on Logic's newest album that he's released because he's been releasing singles off of his newest album, Vinyl Days, for the last like couple of weeks. And there's been some tracks that like, I've I've actually liked a lot of the tracks that he's released so far. And... um, I'm super, super interested to see what he's going to make and create for that album here in a couple of weeks, literally in like two weeks, uh, really three weeks. Also, I'm not going to be here next week and on Monday in like two weeks because I'm, I mean, I'm going to a family reunion. It's like the first one in like three years and I'm going out of town and I will not bring any of my equipment and things of that nature. So I'm not, not going to be here for like the majority of next week and Monday. That's it. 
Oh my God. Let's talk about basketball here. So what happened over the weekend while I was gone? Well, uh, we'll start off with Golden State. Then we'll get on to, uh, you know what? Let's not, let's not start off with Golden State. Let's hit on Boston versus Miami because Boston versus Miami, I thought was going to be a, like a five-game series, maybe a six-game series. It kind of looks like it's going to be a six-game series. And look, to be honest with you, if you ask me like Friday night, like, hey, like how, like how, how many games do you think it's going to go to? I would have said like five because Boston had absolutely just demolished Miami, I think in that second game in Miami. And uh, then in the third game, Jimmy Butler got hurt halfway through the game. And then I was like, okay, it's ball game. Or I would have said, if you had told me Jimmy Butler gets hurt halfway through the game, I would have been like, oh yeah, ball game. Uh, no, that's not the case at all. Freaking Boston got absolutely obliterated by the Heat in Boston, by the way. Don't know how that happens. Uh, and tonight, ironically enough, they're doing the obliterating. It is 90 to now 62. I don't know why they're even trying to play some of their starters. I, I think they have all of their bench players on the court now, I think. It's essentially a ball game. And again, it's just an obliteration of epic proportions by the Boston Celtics. Miami is just discombobulated. And really, it's been going on since like the second half. Or excuse me, the first half. They scored 11 points in the first quarter. Boston scored 29. Ball game, essentially. <clears throat> and it's been like that since then. I, it literally, they, the, the score has been non-existent in favor. Or not non-existent, excuse me. It's just been completely dominant in favor of Boston. They just have not been able to make up that gap. 11 points in the first quarter. Ball game. But Boston is such an interesting basketball team. I, I think they're, and again, I think they're going to go down to Golden State, and I think they're going to lose to Golden State. I just, I think that's pretty obvious. Whoever comes out of the East will lose to Golden State, which is, again, what I predicted, I think, about a week ago. Like, how interesting is Boston as a basketball team? They go down, they beat KD and the Nets in Brooklyn. They don't even make it look like it's a series. It's just an absolute beatdown of epic proportions. KD was non-existent. And then they do the exact same thing in Giannis. They just shut him down. Absolutely in the final game. Like, some of the games he had, like, 40 points. But in that final, like, game, he had, like, maybe 12 or 16. Or it was, like, less than 20. Hold on, let me look it up. Just an absolute ass whooping. And again, it was an obliteration. 109 to 81. Excuse me, he had 20 points. It was, he had 25 points, but he needed to have significantly more than 25. Just an absolute ass whooping against Giannis and his, uh, and his buck, and his bucks, excuse me. I was just like, Boston's a really, really awesome basketball team. You know, they don't really have a superstar. I mean, Jason Tatum is kind of one of those guys that, that is kind of like on the fringe of being a superstar. And you know what? I'll say it. I think he is. I'll say it. He, he is. I mean, he had 31 a night. I think he had 50. Uh, like like the, the year that I, not the year, but like the moment that I kind of thought like Jason Tatum was going to be a really, really awesome basketball player was I think last year 
Didn't he drop like 50 points on the Nets or something ridiculous like that? When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, Jason Tatum, he's that dude. He's that guy. My bad. I apologize, Jason. I spoke out of term. But Jason, to me, like he's the next great Boston Celtic. You can also put in the conversation of like Jalen Brown. I don't think Jalen Brown is Jason Tatum. I don't think he's a superstar. I think Jason Tatum is a superstar. I think what will be interesting in the next couple of days to really weeks is can Jalen Brown keep up with Jason Tatum as, you know, as a, as a player? I don't think Jalen Brown is a superstar. I think he's a great player and a good player, but I mean, he had 12 points tonight, but he didn't need to have any points. Cause again, 97, 74, the heat only scored like 12 points, 11 points in the first quarter. But the Celtics really have just been plagued with inconsistency. And again, their ceiling is we can blow out the freaking the the NBA champions, the the Milwaukee Bucks, and shut down the unstoppable bull that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. But then their floor is we can lose to a Miami Heat team without Jimmy Butler. It's just like what. By the way, like Miami is this team that just masquerades as a contender. I don't think they're a contender. I didn't think that when they were in the bubble. Like, I think the Lakers game series, uh, when they were in the NBA Finals two years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, like the Lakers are potentially going to sweep the Heat. I don't know why teams just lost to the Heat a bunch. Like, who do they beat? They beat the 76ers? How? I mean, I, I know how Doc Rivers, but how? They borderline swept the Hawks which the Hawks, they did not have a good playoffs at all. Outside of qualifying for the playoffs, they did not have a good playoffs. But again, it's just this weird sequence with Miami where Miami is just a very, very well-run organization that does not have a superstar, but they would be such an interesting basketball team if they did have a superstar. If they had that one guy, hold on. If they had that one guy, if they had that Jason Tatum, and some people would say Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy Butler is a superstar. But if they had Jason Tatum, I think this would be a really, really different series. Or like, let's say, for example, Miami got Luka, which we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. I think that would even be better. Hmm. But with four minutes, 16 seconds left, Boston looks to be in absolute full control over this series. And uh, Miami is kind of floating in the water like chum. And the sharks are circling. God, man. I got to talk about the Amber Heard, uh, <laughs> the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Because um, everybody's talking about it. And oh my God. I remember the last time that I played a clip from it. I'm not going to play any clips for it. But dude. There was, <laughs> oh my God, freaking Amber Heard is just, I, I feel in some ways, I don't feel sorry for her because she's a just, you know, I mean, she's a freaking perpetrator and she's an abuser of men. And, you know, she literally, you know, is, is a domestic violencer. I don't know what the 
term is, but she, you know, she, she freaking, I saw the, the, the Johnny Depp injury. I saw the finger injury. I'd never seen the finger injury before. And I was like, holy, like when, when somebody says like, I just lost part of my finger, you kind of like have this image of your head of what it can potentially look like. I didn't have that image. Like it looked like his finger got spliced open. Oh my God. And he just lost a chunk. It was, I was like, I didn't, I expected it to be a better injury and it was not. I was like, holy shit. Like there's no fucking way that they can argue some of the shit that they've been arguing in court. There's no way that they can argue that in court. And they did. They did. They were like, he did it to himself because he was high off of like drugs that apparently cause you to like be really, really drowsy. Like, what the fuck are you people talking about? These are terrible arguments. And then the icing on the proverbial cake. Oh my God, they brought in Dr. Doofensmertz. You know, from Phineas and Ferb, if you've never seen the cartoon, he's a, he's a literal cartoon villain. They, <laughs> they brought in a cartoon villain to testify against Johnny Depp. It went about as well as you could potentially think it went. They asked him, Johnny Depp's attorney, who was cross-examining him, which essentially just means that he was asking questions that could potentially ruin his testimony and he did ruin his testimony he was just like yeah you know <laughs> you know like one of the main ways because he's like a psychiatrist the uh, the guy the doctor dr doofensmirch is like the psycho the psychiatrist excuse me so they were asking dr doofensmirch these uh these questions they were like you know hey uh how did you establish a baseline uh psychiatrically i guess that's the word how did you establish a baseline for johnny depp and he was just like well i watched I watched his, I watched the first four Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I never sat down with him. I never had a conversation. Hell, I've never even seen him in real life outside of the only time that, that, um, that I'm watching him right now in court. I've never actually been in a room with him except when I've been in court with him. That's the only time. And then Johnny Depp's lawyer was just like, uh, well, I guess you haven't seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory yet, and he makes this weird face as if he's being possessed by the spirit of, like, Gilgamesh or something like that. And he looks at the judge, like, looking at her to bail him out, and he's because he, you have to answer the question. He's like, no. Just like he made himself look like a fool on freaking, on freaking, uh, like, in front of millions of people. It was embarrassing. I'm like, this is the guy that Amber Heard is like, he can tell if Johnny Depp is an abuser of me. I'm like, really? Oh my God. He sounded sane for like a couple, like all of Amber Heard's witnesses and expert people, they all sound sane until they like start talking about the case. It's like they have legitimate credentials. They have, you know, accolades and stuff like that. These are like, legitimate people it's like oh my god like they sound legit right until they actually go into detail about who they about the case they're like oh my god i like i watched his movies and then during cross-examination he essentially he essentially just devalued everything that he said because he's just like well you know because one of the arguments that he used or that Amber Heard's team used was essentially like you know Johnny Depp was always high so he had to be fed his lines in an earpiece 
And then Johnny Depp's attorney, he brought up, he's just like, well, how many actors do you know do that? Like, how many actors do you know, like, like that get lines fed, uh, fed in an earpiece? Because actors occasionally do that. And then the fucking morons like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I guess uh, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, it's not my expertise or whatever. And, and then he, he was just like, well, if I, well, if that is something that happens, I apologize. I didn't know it. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Why are you here? Why are you here? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I swear to God, man, like Johnny Depp probably like at first I was like, there's no way Johnny Depp wins this just based upon like, it's going to be super, super hard to prove all Amber Heard's legal team and all she has to do is just not fuck this up. I'm trying to think. This is like the Atlanta Falcons game against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's just like, all you have to do is just not fuck it up. You're going into the half, it's 28 to three. You have Tom Brady by the balls and the greatest of all time capitalizes on your stupid mistakes. It's like Camille Vasquez is Tom Brady absolutely lighting up whoever Amber Heard and her idiotic team of lawyers that she spent millions of dollars on i'm like this i'm like no wonder why so many people go to jail because they get shitty lawyers like these are the people that represent celebrities like amber heard's legal team one of her lawyers didn't even say amber heard's right amber heard amber heard's name right she can't even say vasquez she says vasquez it's just like what this is the lady that you're paying millions of dollars to, to represent you in a, you know, in a, in a trial that you could potentially lose like $50 million in. I hope Johnny Depp wins. I don't think he will. It's, it's going to be super hard for him to win, but oh my God, just like they have absolutely butchered their freaking, uh, like Amber Heard got lit up last week. Every single, like, like if you haven't been following the court case, essentially for, about a month, there's been this court case that's been going on between Amber Heard and her ex-husband, um, Johnny Depp, in order to prove that Amber Heard essentially lied about uh, Johnny Depp hitting her and abusing her, and that, in fact, Amber Heard is the actual abuser of Johnny Depp. And then the, the thing that came out today was that a women's, like, a women's nonprofit organization that rep that like try that helps battered and beaten women just came out in support of johnny depp today they're just like we don't believe her at all we don't believe her at all i was like watching over the weekend as amber heard fans came in and and she was just like everybody hates amber heard oh my god and it's just like amber heard's a liar liar i hope she gives up 50 I'm like, every single time every single time amber heard's case or amber heard's side has tried to do something it is blown back in their face immensely. And even, <clears throat> even the times where they've actually had good days and they've had like a couple of good days in the span of like, and by a couple of good days, I literally mean two days. And like the span of the couple of days that they've had, they've had like 12 really, really fucking bad days. Oh my God. The whole like, and again, there's been this absolute hotshot lawyer in Camille Vasquez that's come out and has freaking dominated Amber Heard and her shitty lawyer team. Oh my God. It is like, it's, it's better than anything on primetime television right now. 
I mean, it's it's better than in the NBA playoffs. I'm not going to lie to you. Like Camille Vasquez lighting up Amber Heard's attorneys, witnesses, and expert testimonies is just, it's it's beautiful. Let me tell you something. It is be- I got hot Cheetos coming tomorrow in the mail. I hope they get here in time so that way I can just see Camille Vasquez absolutely lighting up these fucking morons representing Amber Heard. Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So excited, so very excited. But um, yeah, uh, like it's, oh God, the trial. I, I'm so excited. I'm gonna be so sad when it ends because it's just like, what am I supposed to watch all day? It's like, I literally just watch court proceedings for like eight hours, eight hours. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I, I love watching court. Like I'm there. Soon as court begins at like 8 a.m., Eastern time. I'm there. I'm front row. I'm it, I, I'm fully reclined in my in my lazy boy. I got drinks. I got snacks. I like do my workout. Like I play my life now around this case. I'm like I'm juiced up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Jesus Christ! It's so fantastic. Oh my God! This case, this court case is like the best thing on. T- it it should win an Oscar. An Emmy, just from how entertaining it is. Like, oh my God, so awesome. So, 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 so awesome. Speaking of awesomeness, oh my God, the Batman is coming out on DVD tomorrow. Cannot wait. Cannot, I li- I'm a DVD collector. I like DVDs. I like watching them on my DVD player. I am an old person trapped in the body of a 20-year-old I don't know. I like, I like watching movies and TV shows on DVD. I like having them. I grew up in the country when there was no internet, where there was no internet at whatsoever. I'm, I'm not going back, not going back. There's way too many streaming services. Okay. I know it's on HBO max and that it will be on HBO max. I want it on DVD. I want it on DVD. going to go get it on DVD tomorrow. And I will literally lock myself in a room and I will watch the glory, the beautiful, the Batman for like three hours, even though I've already seen it like three times, almost four times in theaters. If I did not go to the 1030 showing 1030 at night. Yes, I went to literally see it at 1030. Oh my God. If I didn't go see it at like 1030, but yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. Oh, sweet baby. Jesus cannot wait to go see it again tomorrow. Oh my God. So excited. I'm so stoked. So, 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 so stoked. Is there anything else? Oh, yeah, I'm, like, watching The Sopranos as well. Just, you know, just just because. I'm like, I, I want to watch The Sopranos again. Or technically, for the first time, I've, I bought the entire, because I'm a DVD person, I bought the entire series on DVD, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I still have not gotten around like watch a Game Boy? I'm on eBay right now. The purple Game Boy in my closet right now is worth like $133. What? What? But does it come with a back? I'm like, does it come with the back? 
Because I, yes, it does. It comes with those backs. I always lost the backs off my Game Boys. I still have like two Game Boys. And I just, I have the purple clear. They don't make it. They literally don't make video games like this anymore. I don't know why they don't make see-through awesome controllers. The purple Game Boy, Game Boy Color, not Game Boy. Game Boy Color, there's a distinction. The purple Game Boy Color is one of the most iconic pieces of technology of all time. It's a literal fucking tank. It's so reliable. It's so consistent. I literally, I literally have one in my freaking, in my uh, cabinet right now. I have it. I know exactly where it is. I love it. it. Just doesn't have a back. And I need that. And I need the Game Boy back. The purple Game Boy back. I also need a green one as well. Is it, do they sell those? They should. Purple Game Boy back. Yeah, they have, I mean, no, like, I, I want, like, God damn it. Game Boy Color back. I, like, need one of those, like, and not one of the replacements, but one of the original ones. I need one of the original ones. Sorry, I'm, like, jumping all over the place. I was talking about how I was watching The Sopranos and things. Yeah, I'm watching The Sopranos. I'm not going to lie to you. The first time that I saw The Sopranos, and in fact, the multiple times that I've, saw, that I've seen The Sopranos, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And you may be like, oh, you, don't, you didn't get The Sopranos? Yeah, I didn't get it. I watched like seven episodes. I watched seven hours of the show. It's like, I, like, I don't get it. And then for the third time, I had to watch like seven or eight hours of The Sopranos again over the last three days. And I was like, I, like, I don't get it. I'm like, I get parts of it. It gets better. I know it gets better because everybody won't shut up about the season or the TV show. But it's like, hold on. Where do people rank the series? The series is seasons. Sopranos, seasons, ranked. Hold on. Where do they rank them? They rank season one as one of the highest seasons? I don't get it. I'll say this though. I'm, I'm starting to get it, right? Specifically because of everything that I was promised, Tony Soprano being this like really, really smart mass manipulator, this really, really cunning guy, this cunning mob boss, but he's not really a mob boss. I'm getting that now because I'm like, seven or eight episodes in now this is like usually i think the uh the episode af a couple of episodes after the daughter episode after he takes his daughter to college and then he kills the uh <clears throat> the fbi informant because he recognized him like after that episode is usually when i quit but now i'm like eh, let, me, let me like stick with it a little bit longer let me just stick with it a little bit longer but no um after that episode or a couple episodes after that, the indictment happens, right? Where there's this rumor that <clears throat> I haven't finished the episode yet, but there's this rumor that Tony Soprano and the Soprano family is going to get indicted on probably like Rico charges and stuff like that. Cause that's, that's always what they indict people for. And 
I'm watching it and it's just like, you know, the, the, the scenes are starting to get a little bit better. The, uh, the implications I'm in the car ride. I'm at the scene and I had to pause it and I just had to go do something else. Cause I was so excited to watch it. I was just like, I just, I don't want to have to do anything else besides watch the scene, but the scene where Tony Soprano is in the car with Christopher and he's yelling at Christopher because he's like, you motherfucking idiot. You fucking, you fucking shot a bakery. I, I can't do the Tony Soprano accent, but you know what I mean? Where he's like, you shot a guy in a bakery because he wouldn't take your order. And then you dug up a body of a guy that you killed months ago when we're, when we got heat on us, when it, like it was, it's such an amazing scene in like New Jersey is like, like in the in the background. It's such a good, such a good season or such a good, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, the looper was like, yeah, like one of the worst seasons is the first one. Thank you. Oh my God, it's so boring. It's so, it's so untethered. And, it, and the implications are just not there. They're just not there. And I'm sorry to everybody who's like, this is one of the greatest, I, I've seen everybody won't shut up about The Sopranos. I get it. Awesome TV show. I haven't seen the rest of it. I'm probably going to be wrong about this. But it's like every single person and their mother is like, The Sopranos is one of the best. He Look, I don't like having to sift through like 20 episodes of one uh, and like spend hours upon hours just learning about or trying to like slodge through the worst part of your TV show. It should be bang, bang. Like a good TV show is Breaking Bad. It's bang, bang, right? And yes, I know that Breaking Bad is like, like, like the formula for it is The Sopranos. And yeah, like, I get that. But it's like Breaking Bad is boom, boom. Like Walter White becomes a drug dealer. He starts, but he doesn't become the drug dealer that he, that he is, right? Or that he would become. It's, it's slow. It's progression over many seasons. I get that. But it piques your interest immediately. Whereas like The Sopranos, eight hours. I'm like eight hours into the TV show. Technically more than that because I've seen multiple episodes multiple times. But it's like, it takes fucking forever to do something as simple, like to, to pique my interest. Like I just, I want to watch the TV. I want to be excited. I want to I be a part of The Sopranos. I love, I love mob movies. I love mafia shows. I love, I love, you know, that mafia culture, that mafia oso stuff. But I just, you know, I just didn't get into the Sopranos. I'm starting to get into the Sopranos, is what I'm saying. Like I downloaded, or not downloaded, but I put all of the episodes on my iPad. <clears throat> and um, I was like, all of the season one episodes on my iPad besides season, but besides the first episode, which I've seen like four times. I do like the first episode though. Parts of it, not all of it. But, um, oh my gosh. Um, what is it? What was I saying? I'm now like reading an article on why season six is like one of the worst seasons ever. God. I don't like, I, like, I don't know. Wait, they say the second half, they say season four is the best season. Or one of the best seasons, I don't know. It's like, God, man. 
don't know. The season rankings are just like all over the place, depending on like where you go. Like season five is the worst season on Screen Rant. Then season four is one of the worst. What the fuck is going? Nobody can decide what is the best season and then what is the worst season. I I don't know. I don't know. But like most people are like season one is the best season or one of the best seasons. Oh my god. I'm like, but I'm knee deep into it at like whatever, 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 whatever. Sorry. Like I'm freaking out. I, I, I love mob stuff, but it's just like the first season is like eight hours long. There's nothing into it. I think I have like an additional six hours into it. <clears throat> but I do like the Sopranos. Just it's eight hours. Kind of boring. <laughs> like it's kind of boring it's like some stuff is kind of boring i love how i'm like the person that was just like i don't like mr morale and the high steppers and then like literally a week later i had to like issue an apology <laughs> not issue an apology but i had to like go back and be like oh yeah i was wrong i was like really really wrong look i don't think it's a terrible show i think it just takes forever to establish the things that it wants to establish that bores me like when i i don't read a book you don't read a book for eight hours for eight hours and are like man uh nothing is still kind of going on and it's just like now stuff is kind of going on just saying the pacing is bad that's all i'm saying i'm not saying it's a bad show i'm saying the pacing takes fucking forever to establish the things that it wants to establish okay sorry anyways um 30 minutes in and we still haven't talked about golden state golden state <clears throat> Uh, by the way, hold on. F uh, got the final score for Boston versus Miami. Up by 40 points. Yikes. 102-82 final score. Boston absolute butt cheek clapping on the Miami Heat, but that's no surprise. Or that shouldn't be a surprise if freaking Miami had done their, not Miami, but Boston had done their freaking job. This, this series really should have been close to being over with by now. Said it's 2-2 all. It's two games all. <clears throat> now Boston or not Boston now Golden State versus Dallas is a really really interesting basketball game or not a basketball game but it's a basketball series because everything that I said about that series came true right the Warriors have either contained Luka or they have just let Luka pop off while all of his teammates do nothing. And do you want to know something interesting? The Warriors haven't even played like great basketball. They've played like pretty good and great in some stretches, but they've also played some pretty bad basketball. Like Klay Thompson, I mean, he had 19 points yesterday against the Mavs. Like Klay had 19 yesterday. The, uh, the game before that, he had how many points? Klay had 15 points. And then in game one, Clay Thompson had 15 points again. So he hasn't even cracked 20 yet. And the scores for the series have been and are game one, 112 to 87. Game two, 126 to 117. A little bit closer, but still kind of a blowout. <clears throat> game three, and this score really doesn't tell how much Golden State was whooping their ass. 
109-100. Reggie Bullock had like, he was zero for like 10 shots. Oh no, he, he didn't even score any fucking points. He's terrible. Absolutely horrendous for the Dallas Mavericks. <clears throat> and so was Klay Thompson. But the Warriors really haven't put out just an excellent game. There's been some mistakes. There's been some lack of execution. Clay really has not performed well at all in this series. But it's just been a very one-sided affair. And everybody knows what's going to happen. Everybody knows that Luka's going to pop off. For I, I said it. Luka's going to have his 30 points or 40 points. Or in game one, which was the largest margin of victory for the Warriors, Luka will only have a measly 20 points. For Clay. That's an upgrade. That's great. But for Luca, he needs to average like 40 points in this series for them to be competitive. And by competitive, I mean not to get blown out by almost 30 points, right? And again, only game that he hasn't scored 40 in was the game where they lost 30 by uh, by 30 almost. And then game two, he had 42. And then I think game three, it was like 41, 42 as well, right? Yeah, excuse me, it was 40 points for Luka Doncic. It's like, and I said it, I said it. I was like, look, the Mavs don't have a second player for Luka. They don't have a number two. When you look down the roster, you're like, oh yeah, these are just average to good players playing with one of the best players in basketball. I'm kind of shocked that people thought that this was I'm a little bit shocked at how one side of an affair it is, kind of of how right I've been on this series. But at the exact same time, the writing has been on the wall for the last month. If you've been playing, paying close attention, it's just certain teams have not been able to really capitalize on stopping Luca's other teams, and they really haven't had the talent for it. And they also don't have the scores to kind of like battle back and forth with Luca. They just don't. And also the Mavs, it's just like, it's watching the Mavs. It's kind of what I dislike immensely about modern day basketball. Let me cough a little bit. Hold on. <clears throat> it's one of the, my, my main dislikes where they just coin flip it and they understand statistics. They understand that if they shoot a certain amount of threes and, in, and then if they hit a certain amount of threes, it'll give them a good chance of winning, right? So I think in every single game, the Mavs have had over 40 shots from deep, right? Yeah, 48 in game one to the Warriors, 29. And game two, it takes me a little while to pull up the, the statistics. 45 in game two, Warriors, 28. And they shot 14 of 28, by the way. Shot 50%. And then last night, game three, Warriors had 20 five not 25 excuse me for the first time all series they had 25 three free throws not the first time all series that's happened but the first time all series they had 30 plus three pointers they had 32 Mavs had 45 Warriors aren't jacking up shots they're not jack like the Mavs total shots are around like 70 80 shots right half of their shots are three balls they're three pointers like 40 what was it? Where where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 78 45 of 78 shots in game 1 were threes. 
In game three, that was that was game one, excuse me, 45 of 78. In game three last night, 45 of 75 were threes. In game two, <clears throat> it was 45 of 78. They're shooting almost 80 shots and half their shots are threes and they're making like less than a quarter on average, except in game two where they just lit it up, but then also Golden State lit it up, right? Golden State hit 50% from three in game two, but the Mavs hit 46 from, from deep. Like the Warriors are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the Mavs. And then the, really in game two, they closed it out. They shut them down. Game two was their best shot, and it still wasn't even fucking close. But they play this coin flip game where they're like, we're just going to live and die by the three. We're never going to take any, any points inside, any twos. Twos are garbage. Twos are terrible. And they just jack up threes. And I'm like, you are not having a good shooting night. Two of your three games, you are shooting less than 25%. Stop it. You don't have the shooters. Charles Barkley always mentions this. I give him a lot of credit for this. He's like, dude, listen. Why are you shooting more threes, double the threes in some cases, than Golden State when you don't have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Or Jordan Poole? Who's going to make those threes? Reggie Bullock? Demwoody? Bronson? Oh, God. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And I'm like, they're just shooting themselves out of the game. There's just no strategy besides we're just going to jack up threes and we're just going to roll with the statistics. But you have to also, if you're going to be a statistician, you also, and this is the fucking frustrating thing in the NFL to me. When people will just, like the Chargers, they'll just be like, we're just, we're just going to fucking go for it. We don't care. The stats say that if you go forward on fourth down, the stats are in your favor. The odds are in your favor. And it's just like wrong. This is why so many fucking people lose so much goddamn money at the casino. Because people go into a casino and they're like, well, I, I play a couple of hands of blackjack. Odds are semi in my favor, but not really. They're the closest. But they still lose a shit ton of money on blackjack because the house still, still has the edge. Meaning that the odds are in the house's favor. Slightly. But if you play enough hands, you'll just burn out all of the money in your bank account because the odds will just continuously and progressively get in the odds uh, in the favor, excuse me, of the house. That's how gambling works. You don't actually play to win. You play to lose because you never, you, like it's essentially impossible to walk out of a casino with money unless you have a shit ton of money and you play low hands, like low, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Or you just get lucky. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. You just get lucky. But some people, like Brandon Staley, he's just like, we're just going to go for it on fourth down and five or fourth down and ten after our offense has had a really, really shitty possession. What? What? Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just like how, go how freaking jacking up 45 threes doesn't make any sense when you're not Golden State. And Golden State doesn't do that, but... Everybody's like, well, three is bigger than two, but we don't have the shooters. We're not going to take the time and invest the time. We're just going to freaking jack up threes. Who cares? Headaches. Headaches. I get headaches. 
Maybe not headaches, but I get annoyed. Hmm. Anyways. Golden State. God, man. Well. Not Golden State. Mavericks. What a disaster. Get Lucas some help after the season, but... Maybe the Mavs pull off something tonight, or not tonight, but tomorrow night. Maybe they actually pull it together and pull uh, pull out one game. I kind of doubt it. Maybe they do. But, um, I mean, I won't care if they do. But um, it's a, this series is over with. Game two was their best shot, and you would have hoped that they would have come back and have won game three, but still, there's just... There's no way they're going to uh, win to win this series. Nobody comes back from three zero. <clears throat> Can I say something? You want to know one of the worst characters in the Office? I'm I'm watching the Office on Comedy Central. I've essentially just been watching Comedy Central because they've literally just like Comedy Central. It's just like how does Comedy Central stay in business? It's like oh they just play reruns of The Office and Seinfeld and South Park. And it's just like, oh yeah, that'll work. <laughs> like, how do they stay in, how do they stay in business? It's just like, oh yeah, we just play The Office and Seinfeld and South Park all day. That's what we do. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but it's just like, I just saw one of the most, I hate Daryl. <laughs> I hate Daryl so much. He is such, like in every single sitcom, they have the black guy. They kind of have a token black guy, right? Daryl is like, like, and they like the the obnoxious thing is they get the the white black guy for some weird reason. Daryl for like the first couple seasons is a really really awesome character, and then when he like moves up to the office and then he actually gets an office, he just becomes. Like, such a terrible character. Oh, my God. He's he's the white guy. He's the black guy that, like, is, like, whitewashed a little bit. He is such a terrible character. He's like Winston on New Girl. And it's just like, I like, Church is a better character than Winston. Stanley is a better character than freaking, oh, my God. What's, I, I forgot the character's name, and I literally just said it. Daryl from The Office. I literally forgot his name. He's such a boring ass, forgettable, horrible. Ca I hate Daryl. I hate him so much. And it's like everything, like literally Stan, the act first and foremost, the actor that portrays Stanley is fucking awesome. Awesome, genius actor. But it's like the trip where the, uh, the episode arc where Dwight, Stanley, I think, um, the redheaded secretary, I forgot her name. And Jim all go to Florida for like the Saber conference and the Saber, like, what is it? The Saber thing? Like, that's one of the best arcs in the TV show. Because Stanley actually like has a personality and he's excited about stuff. And he's such a cool guy. And it's just like, oh my god, Miami. And they refer to Stanley as like Miami Stanley. He's such an awesome character. In uh <laughs> and that story arc. And he's just like 30 times better than anything Daryl does for the entirety 
of the arc where he gets moved into the office. It's just like, and then I just saw Daryl in the office just now because again, I'm watching it on Comedy Central as I'm recording this. And it's just like, he is such a boring white. He's the black guy that is trying to be black, but also is like, I'm kind of white as well. I can't do fun, cool stuff. And it's just like Stanley's like, oh my God. Goodness gracious. I, I hate, I hate Daryl so much. I hate Winston. I hate Winston. God, man. I hate both those characters. And they're in two of my favorite TV shows of all time. They're a new girl. They're in New Girl and The Office. New Girl and The Office are two of my favorite shows of all time. And I have to watch Winston and fucking Daryl just roll around on the fucking ground like just idiots all day long. I hate it. I hate these two characters. Worst characters in my two favorite shows. I hate these people. I hate them. I hate them. Anyways. I got really distracted by Daryl. Damn, I fucking hate Daryl. Such a terrible character. Anyways, final kind of stretch of the podcast here today. Let's talk about the big boys. Let's talk about Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. I gotta like reference my iPad here for like two seconds because I... Like, I remember I wrote something down in my notes. I like. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like all basketball stuff. But then it was Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. It's such a weird offseason, this offseason for football. Because I've just seen fan bases just take a piss out of some of the best players in the NBA. And I'm just, I'm shocked at the conversations around Justin Herbert, right? So again, there's, I, I always say this, people don't know what they want. People don't know the quarterbacks that they want. People don't know the players. They don't know the aspects of quarterbacking that work and don't work. And they have no idea what they want. And they like overcompensate for it by overvaluing a player or overvaluing a position one year or whatever. And it just, it always blows up in their face. And it's just like, wow, you're doubly wrong now. You know, it's just like, again, if you were, if you were freaking a gambler in a casino, you would be the mark. You would be the, you would be the whale because you're like, oh man, I was, I was wrong on this hand. I doubled down. Now I got to double down on another hand. It's just like, God, stupid. But, I have seen like this offseason, especially after the Super Bowl, I've seen people say that if Justin Herbert was on the Cincinnati Bengals this year, Justin Herbert would have won the Super Bowl. And even further extended for that, that Joe Burrow got harried by Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. And I'm like, these are obviously fans that have not seen the Cincinnati Bengals play all fucking season. Hey, look, I, I was the first one. I was like one of the first people that was on the Justin Herbert hype train. When Daniel Jeremiah came out with his mock draft back in 2020, that said that Justin Herbert was going to the Patriots. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
Never seen something that dumb before in my entire life. And he had Jordan Love, who still, in three years, has still not seen a single scrap of a starting job, a starting role for the Green Bay Packers. And when I did actually see him play in two fucking years, he was astronomically terrible. Like, holy shit. Holy fuck. He was fucking terrible against the Lions. He had one job, beat the Lions, beat the Lions with B-team players. Lions are a terrible football team, but I get it. Beat the Lions. And he didn't even do that. And then on top of that, he didn't play well. But people were like, he's the best quarterback in the draft. Or he's one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's certainly not better than Justin Herbert. Let me, let me unplug my computer first. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. I like just pick up and burped. But I'm like, I'm watching Justin play, and I'm like, I don't get this. Like, I don't get Jordan Love. And a lot of people said that Jordan Love was better than Justin Herbert. I was stupefied at that. Three years later, what a surprise. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. That's how it usually is, by the way. I'm usually right. Everybody else is insanely wrong. And so we get to this point where it's an overcorrection. People were astronomically wrong about Justin Herbert. Now they're trying to overcorrect and overcompensate for their incorrectness, their wrongness, whatever you want to call it. To the point where they're like, he's better than Joe Burrow. Look, I love Justin. Justin has been on, for the last two seasons, on a team that is better than, than Joe's. Just simply put, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen may not necessarily be a better wide receiving tandem than T. Higgins and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Jamar Chase, but they're not bad. Like Keenan Allen is one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL, and Mike Williams is, I'm not a big fan of him, but he is significantly better than I thought. He's like a 1,300 yard. A guy like I can literally just pull up his statistics. He's like 1300 yards. Like his production is actually way better than I thought. Right? It's 1300 yards. Excuse me. It's 1100 yards, but he has nine touchdowns. I think T Higgins is a thousand yard guy. Hold on. He, he should be. Yeah, it's thousand yards, six touchdowns. T Higgins is not a bad wide receiver. I love T Higgins. T Higgins is. Not a better wide receiver than Mike Williams. It's close, but it's not like, it's not Astro. Mike Williams is better. He's better. But I'm like, their defense is what really kills me. Their defense, the Chargers, or what kills the argument for me, and the offensive line of the Chargers, in no fucking way, can you tell me that abomination last year? And I get it. The Chargers also don't have a great offensive line. Trust me. I've seen a lot of their football. But then on top of that, they, they sometimes have good offensive line play. Regardless, their abomination 
of an offensive fucking line for Joe Burrow is like indescribably un just inexcusable. It's a terrible offensive line. They have needed to address it. They have addressed some parts of it. I'm going to be interested to see how it fares this season. But holy fucking shit. Their offensive line gave up 70 sacks, I think, including the playoffs as well. 70 sacks last season. They were atrociously bad. Joe Burrow had to fight for his fucking life. And somehow, some way, people think, oh, yeah, he just closed his eyes and threw it up to Jamar Chase. And that was it. Granted, sometimes he did that. Sometimes Justin Herbert did that with Mike Williams. There's no fucking way that you can tell. Like, Rashawn Slater, I could clone four of him, and he, I could clone him four times, and all four of those guys would be better than every single one of the offensive linemen on the, on the freaking Bengals roster right now. Honestly, their offensive line is garbage. 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 People put Justin Herbert as like a top five quarterback. And I'm like, it's like, you're going to have to, you're going to make me criticize one of my favorite players. Like they put him in the same tier as like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, what? What? Like at the, like, and I, I remember, oh my God, this really annoys me. I remember somebody tweeted something out where they were like, what was it? <clears throat> they were like, um, Justin Herbert is off to the best start of an NFL career as like a rookie or he had the first, the best first two years of a, like an, of a quarterback ever. And I'm like, again, it's like, we forget just how awesome Patrick Mahomes is. And it, I love Josh Allen and I love Justin Herbert, but like the, just the disrespect on Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm like flip-flopping. I'm going from everywhere now. The fact that people are saying Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. The fact that people are putting, that are literally saying that Justin Herbert had one of the best or is having the best start to his career after two years. Let me pull up his statistics. Let me pull up his statistics. He had 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions last year. He had 5,000 yards. But it's like, Patrick Mahomes had 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns in his second year. His first year starting. Hold on. Let me pull up his... Now, now I'm halfway fired up. Let me pull up his second year's statistics. Worse, significantly so. He had 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, and oh my God, a measly five interceptions and a 105... Point three passer rating in his MVP season. He had 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 113.8 passer rating. Like Justin Herbert has never had that efficiency where Patrick Mahomes just doesn't throw any interceptions whatsoever. And then he throws for like a massive amount of touchdowns. It's like, it's insanity to me. It's like, holy shit. 
he has thrown for double digit touched excuse me double digit interceptions that's 10 or more twice in his career while also throwing almost 40 fucking touchdowns in those two seasons like what are you people talking about I, oh god i don't understand it man i really really don't oh jesus christ it's like i like i i, I just don't understand it and again i love justin and i feel like that team the chargers would be a significantly worse team without him i think that's kind of like i feel like that's just obvious but there's no way that you can convince me that if i had swapped the teams that the the Bengals would be a better team with justin herbert and the chargers would be a worse team i just i do not subscribe to that argument at all i'm like just watch his games just watch his games Watch Joe's games again, not just the playoff games, but also the regular season games, and then just see how absolutely horrific his offensive line play is. And then be like, yeah, that's the offensive line that I would want to to have Justin play behind. And then it's just like, also, you would have to actually put him in a division with Odafe away, who freaking clean clocked Joe a couple of times. And then Miles Garrett and then TJ Watt. And it's just like, oh yeah, he does play in a division with literally two of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Which is another like feat that I feel like people just sweep under the rug. Oh yeah, Justin plays in a division with fucking Miles Garrett and TJ Watt in. And somehow, some way that like like somehow, some way we just don't talk about that. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Again, you will not find a more consistent, a more, a, a bigger fan of Justin Herbert than me. But it's like at the exact same time, like, holy shit. I can't believe some of the conversations that are coming out about Justin versus Joe. And then it's like, I alluded to this a little bit beforehand, the weird ass conversations around Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I feel like people just say things now because they're bored and they don't want to say the exact same things. So instead of being right and smart, they would be dumb and wrong. That's how I see the whole conversation around Josh Allen being better than Patrick Mahomes. Question, how did he get better in Patrick Mahomes in a season where Patrick Mahomes beat him? This is the frustrating thing, and this is the illogical thing. This is the thing that just like makes me want to slam my head into a wall. How did he get better when Patrick Mahomes... Beat him in the playoffs. Just explain to me that. Explain to me that. I would get the argument if somebody had said to me, Patrick Mahomes' offense had gotten worse because they had lost Tyreek Hill. 
and there you would have me. I'm like, yes, they have gotten worse, but do you want to know what? They still have one of the best freaking tight ends in the NFL. If not the best in Travis Kelsey, but sure, fine. Overall, their offense got worse. Did he get worse? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. It's like a major shock to me. I'm like, wait, you think that Patrick is worse? Why? Oh, well, Josh Allen has a great arm. So does Patrick Mahomes. I saw him throw a fucking sidearm pass while being parallel to the ground, while not having a base underneath him so that way he could anchor himself and generate power off of the ground. I saw him freaking throw an accurate pass to Tyreek Hill that got dropped in the Super Bowl. I got a cough. <coughs> I've seen Patrick Mahomes throw some pretty amazing passes. I've seen Josh Allen do the exact same thing. Do you want to know what I haven't seen Josh Allen do? Beat Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. Want to know what I haven't seen Josh Allen do? Play as well as he did in that playoff game consistently throughout the season. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I'm saying he's one of the best players in the NFL. Top 10, top 5 quarterback. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. So weird to me. It's like people a couple of years ago were like, Tom Brady's in trouble. Patrick is coming. He's going to win six and he's going to surpass Tom Brady. And then ever since people said that, whoops. Not only has he not won a Super Bowl, but this year when he really should have won the freaking AFC championship game against the Bengals and probably should have won another Super Bowl ring. He loses against the Bengals and gets booted out of the playoffs. Whoops. Oh, and then the year before that, absolutely shellacked by the team that he shellacked in the regular season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Tom Brady. Got Tom Brady, a seventh Super Bowl championship. I literally said, I have no idea how Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. I will never bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Mike, even I, he's lost three. Mike, I'm not picking against him. He's won seven. I love Justin Herbert. I love Josh Allen. There is no fucking way that Josh Allen is a better football player than Patrick Mahomes. If I put Patrick on that Bills team, they probably win that game. They probably do. If I put Josh on that Chiefs team, they still they, the Chiefs lose. Goodness gracious. Just watch the games. As somebody who like did not watch as many games as I wanted to watch last year, even I was able to get in enough games to be able to be like, oh yeah, I know Patrick Mahomes is still better than Josh Allen. What did, like, explain that one to me. How? How? How is Josh Allen a worse player or excuse me, a better player than Patrick Mahomes. How? How? I don't know how either. Anyways. Oh, yeah, by the way. Damn. That new Thor movie came out with their new trailer. 
Holy shit. They came out with a new <laughs> Hold on. They came out with a new trailer for Thor God of Love and Thunder. I didn't know that Christian Bale was in it. Christian Bale, Bale excuse me, plays Gore the God Butcher. It's such an awesome name, by the way. Didn't even know who the fuck that guy was. I was like, I did not know. I, I mean, I know who Gore is, but I did not know that that was Christian Bale. I was like, wait, that's Christian Bale? He doesn't look like him completely. He's like missing his cloak. The cloak that he has. I was like, holy Marvel fucking Marvel fucking kills it. Every like. Doctor, like every single movie now that they come out with from Spider-Man, like so one of the best movies of the year. Spider-Man No Way Home last year. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness this year. And then it's just like they, they, they're coming out with fucking the new Thor movie. It looks awesome. Oh my God. I am so excited to watch it. Unbelievably excited. It's coming out in July. Oh, I, I forgot how much cool shit is coming out entertainment wise. Thor, the, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out in like two months. Technically in like a month because it's almost June. And then it's like, what else is coming out? Stranger Things season four is coming out on... On Friday. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. On Friday, it's coming out. I promised my, I said when I had heard that it was going to be in two parts, I'm like, I'm not watching, I'm not watching part one. I'm not watching part two. I'm not doing it. Is why I didn't watch Ozarks. Cause I'm like, I don't want to see half the TV show now and half it like six months later. Why are we doing this? Netflix, stop doing this. And then I was like, I'm watching, I'm watching Stranger Things part four on Friday. On Friday, like Naruto, believe it, I'm watching it on Friday. This has been the 24th Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Cannot wait to, uh, to talk about how awesome the Batman was and is on my like fourth or fifth watching of it tomorrow. Cannot wait to talk about how Golden State hopefully sweeps the Mavs, send their asses home tomorrow as well and um probably go through some more schedule stuff like we'll look at green bay probably among other teams and we'll also talk about uh, actually hold on before i end the podcast here i was actually going through my outro i was like you know i could save this for tomorrow i'm not gonna save this for tomorrow some people would save this for tomorrow i'm not saving this for tomorrow kyler murray and the arizona cardinals are going to be featured on the in-season version of Hard Knocks, uh, which I think is very, very interesting, right? I'm like, oh, okay, so they got an interesting football team now on the in-season edition of Hard Knocks. I don't know if anyone watched the in-season version of Hard Knocks with the Colts, partially because I think, A, it was one of the most boring things I've ever seen in my entire life because Hard Knocks is just... It's not a very good TV show. It's not a very good sports documentary. 
Um, there is Emmys and then there's sports Emmys. There is real Emmys and then there's fake Emmys, and that's the sports Emmys. But, um, yeah, the, the Colts hard knocks was just boring. It was just boring. There's no, they didn't roll with any of the interesting storylines. It's not a, like, the last dance had really, really awesome clips and shots of Michael Jordan playing basketball. And the cool thing about sports documentary, like journalists, loser journalists will be like the drama, the drama. Like they, they want to make this like keeping up the, with the Kardashians. And it's just like the cool, the difference between the NFL and keeping up with the Kardashians is that, yes, there's drama inside of the locker room, but that happens naturally. You don't have to search hard for it and you don't have to look far for it. You don't have to fabricate stories, which is what a lot of journalists do and will try to do. They will fabricate stuff up, which is not a surprise. And by fabrication, I mean, they will just make shit up or they will um, exaggerate things that have happened or they will just take really, really bad things or not bad things, but they will dramatize certain things and, and make things seem completely worse than they actually are. But the cool thing about the last dance is that they had these interesting group of players. They had this, you know, they had really, really interesting people talk about it and things of that nature. And then they just were like, boom, we're just like football players are interesting players. You just actually have to know how to talk to them. It's very, very obvious that the fine folks at Hard Knocks have absolutely no fucking idea how to talk to the players. Or ask interesting questions because it's probably people at nfl films or something like that i don't know who runs that show i mean it's hbo obviously but it's also like i have no fucking idea how some of this shit functions and works and things of that nature but um <clears throat> the in-season version of hard knocks is a joke or it was a joke last year uh they tried to go about it i think kind of like how they went about it in training camp and then they're like hmm we're not very interesting people and we have nothing interesting to talk about. And so it absolutely flopped. Nobody talked about it. The ratings probably fell off the proverbial cliff. Let me actually just check the ratings here. I mean, HBO is such a dope lineup of just shit that people can watch. I mean, NFL fans are going to flock to it like flies on shit. But um, did anyone watch it? Hold on. Let me just... Look at uh, the raising the ratings here in season. Let me just try and find like Colts hard knocks. Colts hard knocks. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me go with ratings. Mm. God, man, what? One, it only has one on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't have a consensus, consensus, meaning that there's not enough people that have like written a review on it for it to have a rating. Like three people, including one critic, two audience members and one critic have written a score on it. What did the audience members rate it? I can't. I can't even see it. Oh my God. Wow. Hold on. 
What's the uh? Hold on, no, 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 no. What, okay, no, this is three years ago. What, what the fuck was their ratings? I don't know. I can't find it. Regardless, nobody saw it. Nobody talked about it past like the first day. I remember the NFL Network constantly just kept on advertising it, and. Like, like just in essentially in a lead up for it. Nobody was interested in it, particularly because, and this is the dumb fucking thing that I don't understand about this stupid TV show. Why the fuck wouldn't you have it as a weekly TV show? This is like the dumbest, this is like day one type of shit. Why wouldn't you have it as a weekly TV show that would come on on Wednesday they already had it on Wednesday nights. Football is on Monday. Tuesday is kind of a reset. Wednesday, you have hard knocks. Thursday night, Thursday night football. What the fuck? It's like, you're so stupid. Have it weekly and have it be a recap of the day before. And I remember watching the first episode last, uh, last season and I remember watching like the recap and they just skipped like so many important games. Like when you have hard knocks at the end of the season, it doesn't provide as much. And it's probably like five episodes because of like, of, of what is it? Because of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Because of the, 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 uh, the preseason version of hard knocks is five episodes. So they're like, well, we can only do this for the month for a month without sucking. So, you know, um, we'll do it for a month, but it's like, dude, like you can't do it for five weeks and then have one episode that's like a recap episode and then just piece the fuck out. That's not how this works. But they're like, yes, it is. This is, this is how it works. We're going to be morons about it. And I'm like, okay, you guys are morons and idiots. And this is why like people like me dislike hard knocks. Cause you, you guys don't work hard enough. You guys don't try. You guys probably get great footage and you fucking suck at editing. Like your editing is shitty. Get better editors or get better ways to craft your narrative. Anyways, that's like the long drawn out rant of me saying that the Cardinals are going to be the end season team for hard knocks. And again, the reason why it should be a weekly TV show, sorry about that, is because there's going to be a lot of interest around the Cardinals at the beginning of the season because of what's going on right now. Kyler Murray is not at, what is it? Not mandatory, but optional OTAs or whatever. He's not there right now. He wants a contract. There's been so much controversy brewing about Kyler and his lack of like, you know, of his, oh my God, he has bad body language on the sidelines when he, uh, when he throws an interception or his team sucks. And it's just like, what do you want him to do? Just be non-reactive and be freaking Johnny cliche over there saying like, hey guys, we got it. And it's just like, look, look I love it when Tom Brady gets pissed off, gets fired up, gets fired up. Those is shitty ass Microsoft tablet iPad is better throws a shitty Microsoft tablet into the freaking crate and snaps it in half. I love it when Tom Brady does that because it shows that he cares. 
What do you want Kyler Murray to do? Just sit there with a freaking dildo up his ass and be like, hey guys, let's just get going out there and let's play football. Hey guys, we're all right. What? It's one of my favorite fucking things about Tom Brady is that even like, and, and Tom is, he's going to provide structure. He's going to provide calmness and coolness, but he's also got to get the guys fucking fired up. And I'm like, this is why the Cardinals and their bum asses have not won four fucking, haven't had four seasons where they've won 10 more, 10 or more games in 50 fucking years since like the 1970s. I looked it up literally a couple of weeks ago. I was like, let me see how much, how many 10 win seasons you bums have gotten. And it's only been three in like 50 years. I'm like, you, you guys know everything about losing. You guys know nothing about winning. Which is why you're like, we don't want, we don't want Kyler Murray on our team because we want to lose because we're the Arizona Cardinals and we suck. Oh my God. Long and the short of it is, I think Kyler and the Cardinals, A, are going to be an interesting football team, but B, Hard Knock screwed it up because they should be, they should be smack dab in the middle of Arizona for that first fucking month. And can we not, for the love of God, have those stupid little puff pieces where we follow them around like, ooh, let's follow them around at, at the house. Can we get some actual shots of practice and not have it be these transitional, like flashy, you know, poppy fucking transition uh, highlight reels? Can we actually watch some fucking practice and see the interactions of the players in practice instead of following them home like we're fucking stalkers or like we're paparazzi members from TMZ and seeing where these fucking players live and what they do in their off time? I just want to see them play Football, nobody watches Hard Knocks in season because it's the dumbest thing ever. They follow these professional athletes and you don't cover what they do for a living. Now I'm fired up. It's ridiculous that Hard Knocks doesn't go through the actual process of fucking the NFL season or the preseason. They don't actually follow what the players do. They follow all of the dumb shit that they want to put in because they're all the people that run that dumbass fucking show are 60 years old or 50 years old, 40 years old. They have no idea what is entertaining. They would rather put their dumbass little puff pieces on these god awful shows than actually have interesting content for the consumer to consume. Oh my god. Anyways. It should be an interesting season of Hard Knocks regardless. Uh, because I, I mean, I always say that I always say it should be an interesting season of hard knocks because They have really really awesome storylines. I said it about Dallas. This is still I, I got a bitch I got a bitch way more about hard knocks because hard knocks Literally gives me fucking indigestion how much they fucking fuck hard knocks up It is absurd how many awesome storylines they had in Dallas. They spent like 15 minutes on Dak Prescott. And I'm like, why aren't you guys covering Dak Prescott every single week? Why aren't you hitting Mike McCarthy with a piece for like half the episode? They gave like Ezekiel Elliott. CeeDee Lamb barely appears in it. Amari Cooper wasn't in it. It's like Tyron Smith is one of the best left tackles in the last 20 years. And he spent no time on it. No time. None. 
Oh my God. I'm like, you have so many interesting players and they focused on literally the lowest common denominator of players in on the Dallas Cowboys. It made my head explode because I'm sitting there and I'm watching Isaac Alicorn, who did not make the team, who is like an exchange player that's trying to get into the NFL. And he's essentially a depth piece that will probably, hopefully he does, not rooting against him. I'm just spitting facts here. Probably will not be a NFL starter anytime soon. They covered him demonstrably. They also covered, I, I forgot his name, Azur Kamara. I think that's what his name is. They covered Azur Kamara. They covered like the running back with the glasses, the third or fourth running back on the team. I'm like, are you serious? We have Ezekiel Elliott literally standing right next to you. Oh my God. They freaking spent five minutes on freaking bones fossils vasectomy i'm like you morons have literally some of the most interesting football players in the nfl on your team and you're choosing to waste time talking about freaking bones fossils as vasectomy oh my god it's like no wonder why Netflix is beating the shit, the absolute shit out of every single TV, TV broadcast ever. And like HBO has always been the outsider for TV. They were like, you don't want ads? You want great television? Here you go. And then they made a better platform. Net HBO should have always been a streaming platform, always, because everybody wants to watch all of their shows, but nobody wants to watch the channel and nobody wants some moron to pick out the shows that they wanna watch. They just wanna watch HBO and all of the awesome shows that they have on HBO. So HBO came out with HBO Max. So that means you can just watch whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. HBO Max, one of the best streaming services, freaking online. It's why HBO Max is kicking the shit out of every single freaking TV cable provider ever. Let me take this wig in my wallet. I'm freaking losing my wallet. Ah. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. It's like, I know HBO, nobody, I know nobody from HBO actually runs that God awful show, Hard Knocks, because freaking, it would be, a, it would be a great show. It'd be a great show. Euphoria, one of the best shows on, some of the Sopranos. Hello, I'm watching the Sopranos. I talked about the Sopranos. I'm close with talking about the Sopranos. The Sopranos is on HBO Max. So you guys know how to make great TV. You guys know how to make great TV shows. The people who run Hard Knocks don't. Swear to God, man, put somebody who actually knows how to how to make an interesting TV show on. Put, who's the guy from who, The Last Dance? Put him in charge of Hard Knocks. Just make him Hard Knocks guy. Give him a shit ton of money. Who is this guy? Let me look him up. What does he do? Hold on. Jason Hare. Hold on. What does he do? Is he do? What does he do? What does he do? Jason Hare. What does he do? He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Hold on. He's like a director for 30 for 30 and all this other stuff. Buy him out. 
Say you get to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Just tell them that. Just tell them that. Just tell them you can do whatever you want to do. Get the fuck out of his way. Hard Knocks is one of the worst TV shows on HBO Max, and HBO just churns out great content. It's one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen. It's such a disgrace. It's disgusting. I hate it. I hate how many how how people are like, oh, I wonder what's gonna be on Hard Knocks. We all know that they're gonna cover the stupid undrafted free agents instead of covering Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams is gonna be one of the most interesting players. He's gonna get like half of an episode. Oh my god. They're gonna they're gonna recap Dan Campbell saying they're gonna bite some kneecaps off. Nobody cares. We've all seen that clip in circulation. I hate hard knock so much. I hate it. But yes, I'm, I, you can tell I'm a little bit fired up about Hard Knocks because I, I, know, I know what's coming. I know what's coming and it will not be, it won't be fun. I always, like I said it for the Cowboys because I'm like, the Cowboys are my team. I'm going to watch every single episode of Hard Knocks and I wish I didn't because holy shit, it was terrible. Like past that first episode when they actually, they actually had continuity. They actually had interesting, <clears throat> excuse me. They actually had interesting storylines and they pursued those storylines in a really, really effective manner in effective way. And then they fucking went away from the interesting stuff uh, only to essentially talk about Isaac Alicorn and uh, and other players that nobody saw play an actual snap in the NFL. Except I think Azura Kamara was like a special teamer and he was a starter on again and off again, but he really didn't do anything. And it was just like, nobody cares. And then, and then they want to make it this big reveal, like this dramatic piece, like, oh my God, the player that was like fifth on the depth chart, he didn't make it to the team and we've been covering him for weeks. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Who do you think cares if this player that you have been freaking hyping up for the last month makes it to the team, but nobody cares because everybody's been waiting for you to talk about the starting quarterback in detail for an hour. There's like 30, they have so, they had so little content and now I'm pissed off. Now I'm really pissed off. That's so little content on the Cowboys and they freaking, they, that they literally had 30 minute episodes. And it made me want to tear my hair out of my skull. I'm like, you fuckers, you idiots. You literally have a team that went 12 and five. You guys spent like five minutes on some of the more interesting players. If that, you didn't even spend any time on Dalton Schultz. Fuck you. I hate hard knocks. I hate it. I hate it. Literally, if there was something better, if there was literally just practice, for an hour, I would rather watch that. If you think I'm lying, give me a full unedited version of practice for the Detroit Lions for an hour. I'll watch that over Hard Knocks every single fucking day of the week. I'll watch it. And you know what? I will enjoy it because that unedited clip at least won't have that obnoxious narrator that's trying to spiel or excuse me, spin some type of terrible media orchestrated narrative that nobody asked for or that he that or that he narrates and says a script that is pre-written for him that sounds like it's from the 1950s 
that oh my god just these cringy one-liners in all of the writing can we never do that ever again it's so horrifyingly terrible jesus h christ oh my god it makes me want to take myself out back and shoot myself in the face like i'm old yeller Anyways, I, there's no good way to end this. Now, I, I mean, I'm fired up. I'm, I mean, look, I'm like, to, like I, can, I can be like Tony Soprano sometimes. I can be like Tony Soprano. I can just get really, really angry. I can get really fired up about something. Like Tony Soprano. Ironic, I mean, not ironic. I mean, it's not ironic because I'm, I'm like, I've talked about how I'm actually going to watch The Sopranos after this podcast is over. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to watch The Sopranos. I'm piecing out for tonight. The Batman, I'm, I'm coming. Dun, 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 dun. Another awesome HBO TV show is coming out that, that's gonna follow the Penguin. And then on top of that, the, they, got the, they got the Batman. They got the Batman. I mean, granted it's through a licensing deal with Warner Bros. Cause I think Warner Bros. owns HBO. And they're like, oh, like HBO is our streaming service. We're going to put the Batman on that streaming service, which is really, really smart. It just increases their legitimacy when it comes to their library and things of that nature. Because when you're a streaming service, you have to have a fucking awesome library. Then you have to go into your original shows. And then, you know, you just constantly just expand your your library with your originals. Netflix is essentially the king of that. They've essentially sat down and laid out the formula. Let me plug in my computer first. Hold on. If you're a big budget executive that wants to start their own. Hold on. Sorry about this. If you're a big budget executive and you're like, how do I start my own streaming service? Literally do this. One, get the licensing deals for a lot of really, really awesome popular TV shows and then put them on your broad on your streaming service and then essentially broadcast that out to the masses and somehow, some way create interest and intrigue over those TV shows. Two, off the backs, off the money, excuse me, that you get from your new viewers, your new subscribers and things of that nature, create really, really interesting and unique originals that are only available to your platform to also incentivize your consumers into consistently subscribing to your platform, i.e. what happened after Netflix got The Office and um, Avatar, The Legend of Korra and all of these really, really iconic TV shows from Nickelodeon and NBC. And then they also had... <clears throat> and then they also had their original Marvel shows as well. That was really, really popular. They had Orange is the New Black. And then their newest stupidly popular TV shows, Squid Games, Bridgerton, The Witcher. Everybody watches those shows. But everybody subscribes to Netflix for those fucking shows, right? But Netflix made a shit ton of money off of the licensing deals that they got for Parks and Rec, The Office, New Girl, etc. Especially when those shows got released to Netflix. And they always have like awesome movies like The Dark Knight and blah, 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 blah. And then they rinse and repeat that cycle. That's how essentially you build a dominant streaming service. The reason why nobody watches Peacock, uh, especially myself, and I think it's like, it's taken a lot of shots now, is because Peacock doesn't have any interesting TV shows. Like I, I literally bought the Netflix, not Netflix, I literally bought The Office on DVD. So that way I would not watch it on Peacock because Peacock is a fucking disaster of a streaming service. I don't know of any originals. I don't know of any interesting TV shows. 
I mean, it's just a joke. They, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to put all of our awesome TV shows on Peacock. And it's just like, dude, now at this point, everybody's seen The Office or everybody owns The Office or everybody just doesn't want to run through Peacock. And then what a surprise, Peacock sucks. Anyway, and then all of your shows suck. Like nobody, like, like does anyone watch Young Sel Sheldon? I don't, it looks terrible. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh my God, I don't, it looks terrible. Anyways, um, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to talk about football. We're not going to rant about Hard Knocks for literally 30 minutes and um, uh, tomorrow. And um, hopefully I'll be able to see Amber Heard get absolutely crossed over by Camille uh, Vasquez uh, again tomorrow. Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast.